0: Hello, friends! Welcome to Room for Magic, an illustration and celebration of the power of intention, alignment, and fun. Oh, yeah! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Room for Magic. I'm your host, and Lucienne, and today is going to be a um, a different sort of podcast, probably unlike uh, any podcast you've heard in the past. Um, today is a little glimpse into my um, creative, intuitive process, um, and this is for those of you who are maybe feeling a little bit stuck, um, whether you're feeling stuck now or feeling stuck at any point in time, which I think we all are, this kind of gives you an idea of how I like to go about getting back into the flow and, um, and feeling my way back in through this very lighthearted and easy process. So today I woke up and thought what what am I going to record for this podcast today I don't have a guest lined up I just kind of wanted to feel into it so what I did was I sat down I picked up a couple books that I was drawn to and I started uh, flipping to random pages I wrote down the passages that um, stood out to me, the words, um, everything that really jumped out to me, and I just made that into a little flow. So I hope you will enjoy this process, and I trust that whatever you need to hear, you will hear in the way that you're meant to hear it and um that you will kind of see that everything is connected and it's all a divine flow and it's kind of just a matter of jumping back into the stream when you're feeling stuck. So, here we go. I grabbed a couple books and the first book that I, the first book that I grabbed is The Mastery of Love by Don Miguel Ruiz. And I turn to the page, and I'm just going to start reading what jumped out to me. Okay, so the chapter I turn to is Seeing with the Eyes of Love. Remember the story of the magical kitchen? If you have all the food you need and someone asks you to let, you, to let him control you for food, you say, no, thank you. If you wish to be beautiful but you don't believe you are, and someone says, I will always tell you how beautiful you are if you just let me control you, you will say, Oh, yes, please, tell me I'm beautiful. You're going to allow that to happen because you think you need that opinion. What is important are not all those opinions from others, but your own opinions. You are beautiful no matter what your mind tells you. That is a fact. You don't have to do anything because you already have all the beauty you need. To be beautiful, you don't have any obligation to anyone. Others are free to see whatever they want to see. If others see you and judge you for beautiful or not, if you are aware of your own beauty and accept your own beauty, their opinion doesn't affect you at all. Now, Seeing with the Eyes of Love, we'll come back to that. That's the part that really stood out to me at the um, top of the page, the chapter heading. And from there, I grabbed one of my all-time favorite books, The Alchemist, and I'm going to read you the page that I turned to. Now, beginning what I could have started 10 years ago. And now I'm beginning what I could have started 10 years ago but I'm happy at least that I didn't wait 20 years. He continued to feed the fire and the boys stayed on until the desert turned pink in the setting sun. He felt the urge to go out into the desert to see if its silence held the answers to its questions. He wandered for a while, keeping the date palms of the oasis within sight. He listened to the wind and felt the stones beneath his feet. Here and there, he found a shell and realized that the desert, in remote times, had been a sea. He sat on a stone and allowed himself to become hypnotized by the horizon. He tried to deal with the concept of love as as distinct from possession and couldn't separate them. But Fatima was a woman of the desert, and if anything could help him to understand, it was the desert. So if you haven't read The Alchemist, Fatima is the woman of the desert of the oasis who the main character falls in love with as he sat there thinking he sensed movement above him looking up he saw a pair of hawks flying high in the sky he watched the hawk as they he watched the hawks as they drifted on the wind although their flight appeared to have no pattern it made a certain kind of sense to the boy it was just that he couldn't grasp what it meant He followed the movement of the birds, trying to read something into it. Maybe these desert birds could explain to him the meaning of love without ownership. He felt sleepy. In his heart, he wanted to remain awake, but he also wanted to sleep. I am learning the language of the world, and everything in the world is beginning to make sense to me, even the flight of the hawks, he said to himself. And in that mood, he was grateful to be in love. When you are in love, things make even more sense, he thought. And from there, I looked up the symbolism <laughs> um, and meaning of the hawk. And this is what stood out to me. So you see, this is kind of just following your intuition, following your nudges, and um, that's essentially how we should all be living our lives. That's, that's what it means to be in the flow. And that's where everything comes into clarity and starts to come together effortlessly. And, um, and so this is what I like to do as a practice. So I Google, um, the symbolism of the hawk. And it says, the hawk symbolizes the ability to use intuition and higher vision in order to complete tasks or make important decisions. Hawks represent the messengers of the spirit world. So seeing them definitely means the universe wants you to learn powerful lessons or expand your knowledge and wisdom. Last night on a walk with my son, I actually saw a hawk um, fly into a tree in front of us. And then I looked down and I saw a pile of leaves along the side of the road, so where the road meets the sidewalk, and I thought it was interesting because the leaves were um, kind of piled together and compressed from a flood, and I thought it was interesting that they seemed to form what looks like the gills of a fish and and it's in this uh, spirit of recognizing all of these connections in nature and the divine thread that weaves throughout all and just thinking how interesting it was to see, you know, where a flood had been, the leaves are there, underwater like the gills of a fish, kind of like the earth saying, you know, I'm resilient, I, I flow, I adapt. Okay, so then I get out my One of my favorite books is so beautiful, it's called The Wonders of Nature, and I highly recommend it. It has all these beautiful illustrations of um, plants and animals, um, and it's just a gorgeous book. And I turn um, to a page in that book, and the page that I turned to uh, was the iris, and it described the iris. And the last passage or the last section said, "In ancient Greece, Iris was the goddess of rainbows. One of her tasks was to carry messages from other gods. It was said that she could fly as fast as the wind. So I loved that one because I'm I'm all about the rainbows. Um, if I'm ever gonna sit down and draw with a child or with myself, I always draw a rainbow." Um, and the rainbow really speaks to me. So then I look up Iris, great goddess of the rainbow and it says symbol rainbow. Iris is represented as a rainbow or as a beautiful young maiden with wings on her shoulders. I actually have a tattoo on my shoulders <laughs> Um, that says in Latin, nothing is heavy with wings. So this is just in drawing comparisons. You know, what does this mean for you? As I'm speaking about all of this, like where can you draw the parallels to your own life? What stands out to you? What message are you gathering from this, right? It's all about following your nudges and your intuition. As a goddess, Iris is associated with communication, messages, the rainbow and new endeavors this personification of a rainbow was once described as being a link to the heavens and earth. So then I feel the impulse to look on, um, my friend, Shannon's, um, lunar ladies website. Um, Shannon is a fantastic astrologer and her descriptions of astrological events are so magical and beautiful. So I'm inspired to go to her website and I immediately see her um, forecast and description for this time period that we're in right now. And so I start scrolling and look for what jumps out to me. So as I'm scrolling, I see this. It says, the Sabian symbol for three degrees Taurus new moon appears as a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. And I scroll down again and find this passage, which says the 2020 Zodiac year longs to fly as a triangle with wings sitting at the discover point of the wounded healer Chiron. There is an ascension process taking form. Chiron ushers in an East wind that blows In quotations, a woman's hat with streamers. When strong winds blow, things change. So I go to put away my books. I grab the Wonders of Nature book first and it flips open to Passion Flower. And the last uh, passage on the page of the Passion Flower says, many large passion flowers are pollinated by hummingbirds. Hummingbird is my sign. It's the sign that I'm in the flow um, and in alignment. So that was just a fun little wink from the universe. And then I go to um, Google and I look up um, the Sabian symbols as um, Shannon had mentioned, the Sabian symbol for three degrees Taurus. And I find a website describing this. And at the heading of the website, there is a photo with a quote, and it's a John Muir quote that says, when one tugs at a single thing in nature, he finds it attached to the rest of the world, which I felt like was um, completely, you know, in the same vein of what we're talking about here is everything is connected through that divine thread, um, so when you start to explore, you begin to draw these parallels and connections between every living thing, right? Everything is connected. So, when the universe began, it was the size of maybe the tip of a ballpoint pen, and then it exploded. But, what happened? What happened, um, between all of all of these pieces right We're, they're all still connected so it says Taurus three natural steps up to a lawn blooming with clover and the quote that stood out to me was sweet sense of clover the perfume of wet leaves or moss the life of waving trees and shadows always changing Charles Dickens And so what I did was I pulled the symbols and signs from what we've talked about so far. And I just did a little intuitive, um, interpretation for you here. So here we go. I wrote seeing with the eyes of love, Iris, I, right? Like the Iris of your eye. Clear vision and seeing with the eyes of love. Rainbow, connection, bridge between heaven and earth. Pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Your visions and manifestations already exist. Four leaf clovers. Luck is not what it seems. Luck is life in the flow, living in harmony with nature, seeing the thread that weaves throughout all. Hawk, spirit is with you, supporting your visions the meaning of love without ownership. I am learning the language of the world and everything in the world is beginning to make sense to me. And then to close this out, I did a card draw to my um, Oracle card deck that stood out to me today, which was the Starseed Oracle um, deck by Rebecca Campbell. And I'm going to read you the message um, or the card that I drew. And I drew this with the intention of weaving together the message. So maybe in some sense this will for you or um, will at least, at the very least, be you know what you needed to hear in this very moment. So the card that I drew is a new earth. And it says, it's happening. Keep holding the vision. Don't give up now. You're closer than you think. I know it's hard to hold the frequency of a new age when it feels as if so much is crumbling and so many are losing faith. This is your sign that you're facing the right direction. You have a great gift in being able to see the potential of things before they exist. Tend to the new seeds. Dream them them into existence. Don't lose faith now. Keep your focus fixed. Planting new seeds and bringing about a shift of the ages is no mean feat. It requires extreme trust and a radical vision. If you pull this card, it's a reminder to have faith. You chose to be here, to be a part of this global shift. Whether you're bringing it about through prayer and meditation or through working on a new project, job, or creation, keep going. It's happening. Don't give up now. The world needs more dreamers like you, more people with hope in their hearts. The road ahead may not be plain sailing, ushering in a new age of times of change never is. You're being encouraged to remember that what you've been working toward for so long is almost here. Don't question yourself now. Don't waver. Dig your devotion deep. For if you do, in the not too distant future, you'll be able to sit back and watch all that you've so carefully planted and nurtured grow and bloom. It's possible. Keep focusing on your dreams. You're closer than you think. And the inquiry says, how can you keep holding the vision? So I want to go back to the passage about the clovers because that's what came to mind just now. And we're going to see what that says one more time. Ah, That's it. Taurus 3, natural steps up, to a lawn blooming with clover. So, once again, to me, what came to mind is that um clover represents luck, and luck is not what it seems. Luck is finding your way into the flow, right? And watching things drop in as you align in harmony with that divine flow. So as you take the natural step forward through your intuition, through those nudges, through your inspired actions. This is how you find your way to the lawn blooming with clover. And that's my um process for today, and I hope that you um had fun with that or got something from that and you realize that yeah there's no one perfect way to figure out life and in the grand scheme of things life is not figure outable but it's about saying okay i'm feeling stuck right now how do i get my energy moving and find my way back into that flow into that stream where all things are possible and where the signs begin to present themselves to you and you are in a place to be able to recognize them and appreciate them and follow them. So I love you all and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.